What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We in the Fight Club with it today. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe before we get into the action. Uh, I'm Paul, pick a win of Concha, and I'm joined with... What's going on, boys? It's your boy, Primetime Marcus, man. We got a stacked card, or a stacked weekend. Very stacked. We're maybe boxing, going out all the styles. We got fights in Japan, America, over the, uh, I think, some across the pond. Shit, like, there's a big week for boxing. Uh, see where we're going to start. Let's start with uh, Bam Rodriguez versus Christian Gonzalez card. MJ Akhmadov versus Marlon Tapales is the co-main event. And then that boy Ray Ford versus Jesse Magdaleno. And like what some people are saying is a 50-50 fight as the also on the main card. Uh, that's a stacked card for real, especially how deep this weekend is with fights that they're able to put a stacked card like that. That's one of those cards you want to watch from start to finish. Yeah, it's uh in the uh it's in Bam's hometown, which I actually kind of like because like it's in San Antonio. But I think Bam's deserve the right to be able to headline a card in his own hometown. It's also gonna be back in his. Hometown. Oh yeah, they love him over there. Yeah, he's gonna be in his natural weight class of one twelve. He's gonna he vacated the belt at one fifteen. That's where we saw Chocolatito and Estrada fight for earlier uh, last year, and then, or maybe it was that this year. But anyways, uh, then Jesse Rodriguez, he's back at 112, and he's vacant belt that Junko Nakatani vacated, and he's fighting Christian Gonzalez, who some people may not – I mean, a lot of people don't care for this fight because a lot of people feel like there's, there's Sonny Edwards was available. Like, um, so he could even had Junko Nakatani when he was the belt holder, and that would have been a better fight. So not a lot of people are looking forward to this fight, but I mean, also I think Bam deserves it. Like Bam, if there's anyone who's deserved like an easy fight in their natural weight class for a vacant belt, I think it's Bam. Nah, for sure. I think this could be more of a coming out. Um, Bam's on what, 21, 22 years old, I think. Um, and that boy's about to be a two weight, uh, two time champ. So I mean, yeah, two weight division champ. Right, he's only he's only like he's under twenty four years old. He might be under twenty three, but he's in his hometown, man. Like it's gonna be one of those coming out parties. I want to see Bam put on another spectacular highlight performance, like he's done in the his past recent fights. And I think he's gonna have a good outing, man. He's one of the hardest worker boxers in the game right now fighting consistently taking up uh big challenges and uh, people really need to take notes on bam or from bam so, me and you both big bam advocates big bam supporters big bam bam but i don't really like this fight because i would have much rather seen him fight sonny edwards and i mean everyone's leaning into this fight he's a massive favorite for a reason everyone probably knows and like it's no like you don't have to watch this channel to know that bam's probably gonna win this fight and that's no disrespect to Chicario Gonzalez. Like he he's a good fighter in his own right. But Bam is just like arguably like if Shakur Stevenson wasn't around, he's probably the best American prospect right now, talent-wise. And he's I just think he should be finding something a little bit better, especially for like because he's he's gonna get the 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 claim to be like, okay, I'm double champ. I'm double world division champ now. Like, but 
is this one really like you're getting it off a vacant belt against a guy you should beat i like and then his uh trainer already said once they get the belt they're moving up to 115 again to fight estrada and to claim that like to go knock off another the four horsemen and get his belt back so if this was just a stepping stool for you to be able to say i'm a double world champ i don't know i I, I don't respect it as much as you versus like the way he went like the way he got his belt originally moving up being a dog warrior different weight class i give it to him but this one feels like it's kind of like a cheap trick to be like all right now i'm gonna go back and beat a guy that i know i should be for a vacant belt that and then i'll move right back up anyway it's like uh like i don't know i, I don't throw as much respect on that one no you're right i see what you're saying in reality i feel like it's probably more because of what he did in the past year or so maybe and they're trying to maybe just feed him a little gimme yeah you know? i think it's and i did open with like if anyone deserves it, it probably is bam but i still have yeah. my views on I it see, yeah i see what you mean though because it's definitely better opposition at least but shit we'll see how it goes and we'll see where he takes it next but man he's gonna get to a point where He's got damn near running out of elite guys to be going after. Yeah, especially, I mean, especially these small weight classes. Also, the small weight classes are fun because it's usually young talent that takes over. So, like, all it takes is another 22-year-old to kind of just come in off a hot run to make a name for themselves. Because he's been knocking off the old and, head. And, I, and the thing about Bam, his power can carry when he jumps weight up to, like, 15 and when he can go up or, or like higher than if he goes higher than that his power and his boxing ability i feel like can help Translate. him yeah. yeah and uh so we're both on bam there i mean no surprise big favorite uh but as our boy shout out jesse bam rodriguez um uh, co-main event mj akumadov versus marlon to palace uh mj akumadov is like at one point, people thought was the best 122-er in the world. He unified the belt eight, five, eight fights into his career, was unified champion, fastest since, like, the Muhammad Ali era. Um, Uzbekistanian bronze medalist, uh, same division that Shakur got silver medal, a silver medalist at, so, like, to show the type of comp he was fighting. And at 2016 Rio Olympics, like, Uzbek went out and showcased, like, they may be legit one of the top three amateur styles in the world all of a sudden and it was him and someone else who's on the card israel Majorov, who another these uzbeks they came in hot 2016 kind of cooled off since because now everyone's talking about oh this is fulton's division people are even saying if fulton's one one a anyways one b and this ain't even his like he just joined the division so like for right. unified champ that was once hot shit to now just kind of be looked over and like Oh, this guy, like he's 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 no longer even talks of being the best. But I mean, it also is part of his fault because four title defenses, three are mandatories, showcasing that you're not trying to go get the best fights. You're being forced to take fighters. Also, it could be Eddie Hearn's fault. We all know Eddie Hearn isn't the best at like if if he doesn't think his guy will win, he'll he's not gonna make him fights. So. I don't know. I, I would like to see MJ kind of right his wrongs here, get a good win over a solid, crafty fighter. But I, uh, and Tapalis, who is older, he started off at 106. He's one of them Philippine styles that start off small, and as they get older, always just move up, move up, move up. He's crafty, southpaw, got heavy hands, 
And the one thing I did as I was learning about him and Joy is that, like, when he takes a shot, like, he's willing to take a shot to land a shot. Like, he's one of those Philippine styles. So, fun fighter. MJ should style on him, but we also seen MJ come. Like, MJ broke his hand against Ronnie Rios, still styled on him in his last fight. But then he has – that was back in July. It's almost been a full year. His hand – yes, his hand was broken, but then there was pictures of him on the beach hand fine and him fat so people are just like is he is he really taking it seriously like is it it was fat yeah so like a lot of people are like like now wondering about his mentality like is he taking it serious like wound all that raw raw uzbek style in the 2016 rio like what happened to all that with mj aquandov like maybe you can answer the question i want to see how you view this fight but only been kind of silent um so MJ's last fight, you said it was in July and he broke his hand against Ronnie Rios. We that was he was the co-main event. I can tell you real quick who he was co-main eventing on because we it was another card that we covered. Yeah, he, he co-main event on oh the Bam Rungvisai card. Oh, okay, and he got the twelfth round body shot KO win. Uh, with the broken hand, that's what I say. He styled on him, but the fight before that in 2020 so, against Jose Vasquez, Vasquez was a very, very lesser on competition, and it kind of went all 12 rounds. And it was there were some moments where he was getting uh, hit up, hit in certain like he was he was taking damage in certain spots. So like people are just like, how right. serious he he went from unifying against Danny Roman, fastest ever since Muhammad Ali, to now like the third fiddle at at the weight class. It's going to be kind of hard to battle them top two guys until the dust settles at least, but I think MJ can have a bounce back performance. I think he could maybe, maybe that layoff helped him get that. But I mean, I don't know, man. You tell me dude is fat on the beach. Dude is fat and greedy belly, as Usyk would call him. (laughs) Greedy belly. I mean, so it's hard, but I mean, I would like to see MJ come out and do a, a classic MJ performance. Um, try to throw his name back in the hat into the mix with fucking the top dogs. But you know, it's gonna be hard until the dust settles with them. But MJ is still an elite fighter at that weight class. I mean, it, it, unless he shows me something different, I still think he's the, one of the top guys that needs to be consistent and fighting bigger names and I don't know. Well, the title is three mandatories. Like he's not trying it doesn't seem like he's trying to get the big name. That that's what a lot of people issue with him. It's because skill wise yeah. he has shown he he can he can box with the best of them. Yeah that's I feel like that's what he needs. So I so maybe maybe he needs to come out uh this weekend and fucking put on a real performance maybe get a stoppage mid round stoppage or something trying to put his name back out there. How old is he again? uh, He's not that old, but I'll tell you one second. Uh, He is 28 years old. Okay, yeah, he's not old Anyway, because when anyway was coming up to the weight class, everyone and their mother knew that he was immediately fighting for a title. There was no question in anyone's mind when anyway moved up, the title fight is the number one thing he's looking for. Fulton, front line and center. Give me that. Come here, come over here anyway. I, I, we want to fight in Japan, don't matter. Well, let's do it. 
Andre Aquadev and Eddie Hearn were fucking on mute. That's what like I was like. And then afterwards, the fight actually gets made, and then they come out. Oh, we would have fought anyway, bro. Like you don't act like like this. I don't know. I'm not. They're showing themselves as some clowns right now. Like if you really think you're no, nah, they definitely. Definitely, Fulton's on a whole nother level with that shit. I don't know if anyone's really fucking with Fulton doing what he's doing right now. He's built different. Yeah. So yeah. So also maybe it's because MJ's in the same division as Fulton. Fulton's is making him look bad with the way he's able. To, he's just taking every fight known to man. But yeah. I would still <laughs> like to see MJ clean it up because MJ, I, like, skill wise, on his best day, I, I think him and Fulton could be a 50 50 fight just as skillfully. Like, he's just quick on his feet. He boxes him outside to inside. He's like that Uzbek style, similar to the, the Lomachenko style. It's like very fundamentally, very fast, and very, um, like, just hard, hard to go against. So, right. I, uh, I want to see him get right. I think this is a fight, like you said, is a person that he can get right against. So we'll see what's up with him. And then our last fight, we're going to talk about this card before we jump over to the other card. Ray Ford versus Jesse Magdalo. I mean, this is a, a the odds don't say it's 50-50. Ray Ford is a slight favorite here. But, I mean, it's minus 300 plus 200. Odds are very close still. Um, Ray Ford, 13-0-1. Got the one draw. Jesse Magdalano, 29 and 1. Former world champion in his own oh. right. What's up? Doesn't Ray, uh, Raven, doesn't he have a loss? I think 13 0 and 1. Uh, I think he's got a draw. I'll double check for you. Uh, I thought he was 13 1 and 1. 13 0 and 1, and his draw was a split decision against Aaron Perez. Back in okay, so. Okay, okay. And then, but Jesse, former world champion at, um, uh, former world champion, beat Nonito Donaire, moved and then lost the belt to Isaac Dogbo, who we did just see watch fight on the Ramirez Dogbo card last week. Good ass fight, great ass co main event. Um, then, I mean, he had a fight set up with Manuel Navarte, didn't get, didn't happen, got canceled. And he had a fight set up against Robizi Ramirez, which also got canceled. So, but now he's fighting Ray Ford. So all three killers. I mean, he doesn't seem like he's scared of the fight. He's the underdog here. Should be an entertaining fight, say the least. A good one that gets you feet wet before the main co-main and main event start. I'm rocking with my boy Ray Ford. I've been I've been messing with him on Twitter so far. He's been retweeting my stuff. I'm gonna sh- shout out that boy Ray. Go win that belt this weekend, champ. Yes, and nah, I I've been liking Raymond for a while. He's been a uh, a low key prospect, maybe because of the the weight class or maybe his style. He's a very crafty southpaw. And that's what I liked about him the most is his southpaw. He's able that boxing ability. Like he's very crafty, shifty, works off the angles. The boy boxes real nice. Um, but I think, I think he's going to have a good performance this weekend. Um, I want to see him bounce back because after that draw is, it sucks that it happens like this in boxing, but his stock, you know, goes down a little bit. Not to me. I still think he has all the talent in the world, but he works with a good team. He has a good trainer. Um, I think in this camp, the boy's been working in uh, with Shakur and uh, Keyshawn and all them boys. I've been seeing see them. Yeah, because they're, they're fighting on the same weekend. I could definitely see him training together. Yeah, like I, 
that's one thing about Raymond, man. He's been he he works with a lot of like high level fighters. He's been in camp with um Teofimo getting ready for Loma. He helped Teofimo get ready for that. Um, he's worked with he spars Shakur. He's been sparring Keyshawn. So like guys like that, like he's just he's working on his craft. He's serious about the game. But I like Raymond. I think he's gonna have a a good career. Yeah. Watch. He 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 gives you like that that uh Shakur vibe, like just the his boxing ability coming from the southpaw stance. He's nice with it. Yeah, I mean, I, good ass card because even on the um early fight, um Israel Madarov, I spoke on him about the Uzbek style that showcased at the 2016 Olympics. He's on the prelims here. He's fighting Rafael Egboi. So, and then like Tommy Smith versus Ramiro, uh, Ramiro Casina. So the cards is nice. One of the better cards that no one's really talking about is in San Antonio. I'm shout out the boy Bam. He's going to be headlining in his hometown and San Antonio. So it's nice to see a champion go back home. Facts. They always deserve it. And then let's get into this other card before we head out here. This one's brought to you by Showtime Boxing, uh, Sebastian Fandora, the giant, or was it the towering inferno versus Brian Mendoza, 21 and two. This is for the interim WBC super welterweight title. Should be a good one. It's going to be a fun fight. Sebastian Fandora is a, a big favorite here against Mendoza, but Fandora, one thing he shows in all his fights is he gets hit a lot. I mean, he goes to war. He's young. He's fun. One of probably fan favorite fighter right now. But he does get hit a lot, and he does take damage in fights that you don't think he, he – he's probably the better fighter by a good margin. But he – for someone as big as he is, he loves to fight on the inside. So that, that's what makes him kind of so entertaining, bro. One, one thing on this card I've seen before we uh, got on here, shout out Brandon Lee. That's another oh, high man. prospect that's going to be on uh, the Showtime card. No main event against uh, Pedro Campa. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good, that's a low key a good fight too. All these cards are stacked. Yeah, and we just saw Campa lose to Tiafimo uh, like Tiafimo's return. So like, but, yeah, you ain't know. <laughs> but uh, back to Fendora, man. I'm, this low key is like this one could be like a the Lubin and Fendora fight, kind of like a back and forth brawl. Mendoza, or that's how you say it, right, Mendoza. Yeah, Brian Mendoza. Okay, so like that boy got some highlights on him. A boy been he can knock some shit out, man. I seen uh I think my knock my boy out Rosario. Gabe. Uh he knocked out Jason Rosario. That's where he's coming. Oh, from. I'm tweaking then. Yeah, fifth round uppercut. Okay. Yeah, that's I seen the clip and I was like, oh shit. Fucking dropped his ass with an uppercut. Looked nasty, but his, his two losses is a split decision to Larry Gomez, which is a lot of people are eh. And then uh, his a real loss was to Jesus Ramos. I mean, who who's a great prospect right now in his own right. Right, and it's funny that like you said, uh, Fendora, he loves for his size, his awkward, his length, long arms. He loves to get in the inside. He loves to fight in the inside. He's good at fighting in the inside, so he knows how to work, but it's crazy because you would think a guy like with that kind of size, uh, you would think dude would want to box from the outside or some shit. But, man, Fedora is a mixed mix match or mismatch fucking 
for anyone, bro, especially at 154. It, it makes no sense that he makes that weight, but yeah. I, I'm curious to see what's next. If he can get this win, what would be next for Fendora? Because I mean, he's gonna be the interim at 154. I mean, Charlo, I thought eventually has to answer it. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, that would be an interesting fight, Charlo versus Fendora. I would. I don't know how that goes, just because, like, Fandora's size, man, and he has power, too. It's not just, like, he's fucking throwing some soft shit. Like, that boy's got some mean pop. you seen what Lubin was looking that like. That fight would sell. That fight would that, sell, I think, bro. The promo. Hell, yeah. Dude, I, I think. Face-off. Mm-hmm. The fucking Charlo probably trying to talk shit. Fandora doesn't really talk. He's more of a quiet, reserved kind of kid, but I Fight and style wise, man, that fight would be fucking amazing to watch. I would love, I would want to, I'd be so curious to see how Charlo would approach that fight. Is he going to want to bang the inside and all that? So I would, I would love for that to happen. But and also, shout out on the undercard, his sister, Gabriella Flandora, is on the card. Oh, yeah, I always see them fucking grinding together. Yeah, sisters on the card and another prospect that we forgot to hit on the featured prelim, Frank Sanchez, the Cuban uh, heavyweight. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He's gonna be on the. Uh, yeah. He's gonna be the last fight on the prelims before the main card starts. Man, boxing this year is going stupid. Hey, bro, Showtime covering us a show this weekend, and then also the uh, Zone, which is bringing us the Bam Gonzalez card that we spoke on to start the uh, video. Yeah, man, stack card, but definitely tune in. My my pick is definitely Fandora. I think he's gonna get a stoppage, a I late like round stoppage. I like Fandora in decision just because uh, I, Mendoza doesn't get knocked out so, and like Fandora does can can I mean ask Lubin in his swollen ass face. Like Fandora got some breaks in them hands sometimes. So, but. I don't know. It's like Mendoza to get right back up if he gets knocked down. I definitely see this going. This might be like the fight of the night. Out of all the fights that are going on, I might be kind of hard. There's be a lot of good fights this weekend, but like this is definitely gonna be the one that I'm gonna be tuned. There's a banger. A war. Nah, for real. But we gotta get the fuck up out of here. But we didn't mind breaking it down for y'all. We broke down two of the cards this weekend. Don't miss them. The zones: Van Rodriguez versus Chick, uh, Christian Shikario Gonzalez. And then Showtime, Sebastian Fondora versus Brian Mendoza for the WBC interim 154 belt. As always, this has been Totally Blitz Podcast. I'm Paul Pickham, Winham, Concha. I was joined with Marcus Primetime Penley. And if y'all didn't know, well, now y'all know, motherfuckers. We've been on that rock star regiment, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been.